You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Broken and Contrite is the title of this devotion, which is wording specifically known to Psalm 51, which is David's famous repentive psalm after Nathan the prophet was able by the Spirit of the Lord to help God's servant come to himself. And when he came to himself and realized it dawned on him how grievous, how grievous his ways had been. He was broken. It broke him. But it broke him in the right way. It broke him into God. It crushed him. Contrite is another word for crushed. It crushed him. In other words, there was nothing left. There was nothing left. It's all emptiness without God. It's all worthless without God. It's all vain without God. God is the true meaning of all creation. He is what makes everything living and life and beautiful. And without Him, everything evaporates and fades away into nothing because He's the source and the maintainer and the increaser and giver of all life. And David came to himself like the prodigal son, it says in Luke 15, when he came to himself, he said, I have sinned against God and against my family, and I'm not worthy to be called a son any longer. And, and God was able, through that contrition, through that being totally crushed, where everything else is not worth chasing, everything else is not worth living for anymore, except that you get right with God was able to lead the son back home. And as he came back into union with the father, he was more than restored. He was given a whole new life to live in reconciliation and restoration and the love of the father. And that was the great message of Jesus to you and me. And here we have one of these most powerful examples in Psalm 51, what the heavenly father is truly looking for in you and me. I find being broken and being crushed, one of the best places to be. And I find when I cannot get there, when I just can't get there, I find it so hard. And I, I spent time before the Lord in prayer and I said, Lord, only by your spirit can you bring me into that sweet harmony when you are more than enough for me, when, you're, when your presence is my joy and the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore, as David would say in Psalm 16, 11. And I just stay in that place of prayer and to that place of prayer until, until the Holy Spirit brings into my consciousness that true brokenness and that true contriteness and that true repentiveness. Repentive means wholly turning to God wholly yielding to God, wholly submitting to God, wholly surrendering to God, 
wholly giving yourself to him by that spirit. The Bible says in Hebrews 9:14 that by his eternal spirit, his pre-existent divine personality, Jesus gave himself to the Father. By the spirit he was given to the Father, a blameless, spotless lamb. And it was through that being wholly given to the Father in that true beauty of humility and meekness and loneliness of heart that the way was opened by which he could enter into the Holy of Holies that was predestined for him, in which he now reigns to invite you and me into it by that new life-giving way which he opened through his humility through his surrender, through his submission. It's something that in our human nature we don't possess, no matter how much you try. Even with grace, how much you try to humble your heart, you keep stumbling, you keep falling, because within the natural nature we have sin. We have sin. And sin has dominion over us until Jesus Christ comes to live within and breaks the dominion of sin through his sinless nature and works in us that beautiful surrender, that beautiful broken contrition of being wholly given to God. That is a work of grace. It's a work of Jesus in you. Maybe you are somebody that says, Pastor Robert, you're right. I don't have it. And I know I don't. And I feel I'm falling short. And I feel I'm wanting and I'm feeling I'm needing. And even though I keep crying and saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I I just don't know how to get there. I don't know the way. And Jesus himself is the way. He has opened up the way through his humility, meekness and surrender and submission to the Father. And he now works that humility, that meekness, that submission to the Father in you and me, his own nature by which he leads us in the way so that we can ourselves come into this place of wonderful communion with the Father that he enjoys. So here in Psalm 51, David is praying and he says in verse 16, for you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. So let me just stop for just a second at this because you may wonder Yeah, but didn't the law command the children of Israel to bring offerings for sin and offerings for peace? And these offerings was for them to find atonement with God, covering appeasement with God. Then how come the Lord did not delight in it? Because when they brought it, they brought it in the nature of sin. So the offering was a continual reminder that they were sinners. And God wants reconciliation. He wants sweet communication. If, listen, if your children come to you feeling guilty and condemned and are afraid of you, that's not a nice relationship to have. Sure, those moments are there when they have done something wrong, but that's not the kind of relationship you want. You want them to come in, hi mom, hi dad, and hug you and kiss you. You want that sweet, sweet communion that makes you feel love and makes you enjoy giving love and receiving it. Don't you know that your heavenly father longs for that with you? So David said, in the condition that I am in at the moment, 
when my heart is convicted by your spirit of my sin, I know at this moment that's not what you are waiting for, the offering. What you are waiting for. And see, this is so important because this is where sadly some ministers have gone astray. And I mean, they've gone to the extreme that unless you come and bring me an offering, I'm not going to give you peace. You cannot purchase reconciliation with any earthly thing. It's not possible. Read Psalm 49, where the Lord says, the value of the soul of man is too costly. All the wealth in the earth cannot buy one soul free from the penalty of hell because the soul is too valuable. Christ offered his blood to give us reconciliation with God so that we could now come to him in absolute gratitude and an absolute reconciliation. And then when you bring your offerings in thankfulness, in worship and in praise, yes, then the meaning of it has such incredible value for the enjoyment of, of the fellowship with the Father and His Son through the Holy Spirit. So David says here, I know you do not desire sacrifice or else I'd give it. You do not delight in a burnt offering. The sacrifice you are looking for, the sacrifice of God, are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Let me read you this from the Amplified, verse uh, 17 of Psalm 51. My sacrifice, the sacrifice acceptable to God, is a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart, broken down with sorrow for sin, humbly, humbly and thoroughly penitent, such a God you will not despise. And see, this is a gift. This is a gift. This is something God works in you. It's a condition of the heart. It's a condition of the nature and character that lives deep within you. If anybody would prick you deep enough, then they would touch that part of you where you are completely broken before God and completely contrite. That if people would prick you deep enough, then that's what they would find inside of you. There's nothing else left. There's no self-seeking left. I'm gonna talk about that later this week. There's no self-preservation left. You've laid it all on the altar of His redeeming love. You found freedom from all that self-seeking at the cross of Calvary, where He Himself broke the barrier between self and God and reunited us with Him through His absolute perfect self-sacrifice. And Jesus works that in you. He works it by His Spirit so much so that there is nothing left inside of you that would seek self. The harder you get pressed, the harder you get pushed, the more pain you suffer because of your own weak human nature. The more you dig into Him, the more you yield into Him, the more you surrender into Him because you've got nowhere else to go. You see, the backslider in his ways from God seeks self, the Bible says. But we do the opposite. By the Spirit of the love of our Savior, we have surrendered self by His Spirit working in us. 
And instead of drawing away from God, when we're confronted with failings and weaknesses, we draw near to the throne of grace because we know there's mercy, because we've tasted and seen the Lord's goodness. So one of the Psalms that has helped me immensely in my life over many, many years, at times when the Lord was working what I'm talking to you, deeper and deeper into me and the resistance of the human nature was needing to be broken and the self-pity or the want and need and, and the excuses and all these parts of the sinful nature needed to be broken up and broken up in me. You see, when you're going through the time of the Lord's plowing, He brings to the service that which needs to be on earth so that the spirit can penetrate deeper. It's like the ground is plowed up so that the water can penetrate it and not just run off the top of the hardness of the ground. And so the ground can be prepared for the seed to bring forth a fresh harvest. And here, this psalm helped me enormously, especially from the Living Bible. While it is a paraphrase, it is kind of like you taking the King James, which I also think is beautiful. I love the new King James in this psalm, but I want to read it from the Living. But it's like taking the new King James and praying it with your own thoughts. And then you end up with something like this. So listen to it, listen. So why am I reading this? To help you see how the Heavenly Father by His Spirit breaks up the inner man and brings you into that contrition and into that brokenness, which is the best place to be. It's the safest place to be. Hardness of heart is what causes you to stop hearing God. A broken heart is what helps you be able to hear God. And God works it in the right way. There's a breaking that's not right. But there's a breaking that is right and only the Spirit of Christ knows how to work that. Save me. Oh my God. Psalm 69 verse 1. The floods have risen. Deeper and deeper I sink in the mire. The waters rise around me. I've wept until I'm exhausted. My throat is dry and hoarse. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to act. I cannot even count all those who hate me without cause. They're influential men, these who plot to kill me, though I'm innocent. They demand that I'm punished for what I haven't done. Oh God, you know so well how stupid I am, and you know all my sins. He's not saying, I haven't sinned, but what they're accusing me of, I didn't do. And that is often where people get stuck. They say, no, no, yeah, what I did was wrong, but I didn't do that. You know, you need to bring that to God and it's best, even if people misjudge you, even if people say things that you didn't do when you know you did do, don't try to justify yourself. Don't do it. Commit that to God. He judges righteously. If they slap you, then turn the other cheek. If they push you, be willing to go even further. If you're asked to bear a burden that's not yours, carry more than you're asked. I want to encourage you, follow the Lord's instructions from Luke chapter 6, Matthew chapter 5. Oh God, you know how stupid I am. You know all my sins. O Lord God of the armies of heaven, don't let me be a stumbling block to those who trust in you. Don't let my failings cause other people's faith to fall. Oh, I so pray 
that I'm never a cause of stumbling to anybody, but that God may always use me to reveal His mercy and love for precious souls so that they may too realize that the forgiveness Jesus has given me, they can receive as much, if not more. So Lord, God of Israel, don't let me be, don't let me cause them to be confused, though I am mocked and cursed and shamed because I keep humbling myself to you. Even my own brothers pretend they don't know me. My zeal for you, Lord, and your work burns within me because I advocate your cause. Your enemies insult me even as they insult you. And when I mourn and fast before you, Lord, I've become the talk. They talk about me. When I wear my sackcloth and show my humiliation and sorrow for my sins, I am the talk of the town, the song of the drunkards. But I keep right on praying to you, Lord, for now is the time that you are bending down to hear and you are ready with a plentiful supply of love and kindness. Now answer my prayer and rescue me as you've promised. Pull me out of the mire. Don't let me sink in. Rescue me from those who hate me and from these deep waters I'm in. Don't let the floods overwhelm me or the ocean swallow me up. Save me from the pit that threatens me, O Jehovah. Answer my prayer for your loving kindness is wonderful. Your mercy is so plentiful, so tender, so kind. Don't hide from me for I am in deep trouble. Quick, come save me. Come, Lord, rescue me. Ransom me, ransom me. And you, oh, you go on and on in this psalm. Their contempt has broken my heart. Verse 20, my spirit is heavy within me. If even one would show me pity, if even one would comfort me, but I will praise you, Lord, and I will praise you with singing, and I will thank you. I will thank you with praise. Oh, hallelujah. The humble shall see their God at work for them. Verse 32, no wonder they will be so glad and all who seek for God shall live in his joy. And you go on and on in this beautiful Psalm 69, and you can see how the Heavenly Father plows the hardness of our hearts and souls to penetrate the deepest part of our nature with his immense loving kindness and tender mercy. But my goodness, can that be painful and torturous because we're so self-seeking, so defensive. And we often have so many accusations against others hidden within us where we get so easily irritated and are so judgmental with others while the mercy, the mercy they need, we need it no less. What am I talking about today? Broken and contrite. Broken and contrite. You know, there's people that don't even know what that means. They don't know how to experience the kind of brokenness and contrition I'm talking about. When they feel that part of their lives being touched by pressures, they get angry and have outbursts of wrath and speak harshly and cruelly and meanly. And all that shows you haven't been broken in the right way. You're still hard. You're still defensive. You're still full of self-defense. You feel threatened and you lash out in fear, in torment, in affliction inwardly. It's not been broken. 
It's not been broken. It's hard in there. That's where all that anger and all that judgment and all that accusation and all that irritation and all self-pity, you always, you never, and I, and I, and I, it's all the hardness. And the divine mercy has not yet been able to penetrate that part of your nature. I am so grateful that my Savior didn't give up on me. And he again put in the plow. And he again put in the plow. And he again put in the plow. Oh, I'm so grateful that when he took a hold of the plow for my life's sake, he never looked back until he was able to finally plow through the hardness of my self-indulgence, my self-will, my self-pity, my self-seeking, and my lusts and my fears and my torments and was able to break through and break through and break through until there was nothing else resisting His coming into me to bring me into that loving peace of His loving presence and to share with me that sweet self-surrender of His loving mercies and loving kindness and His loving humility and surrender to the Father to bring me into that communion that He has with the Father. Oh, I'm so happy to live broken and contrite. I long to live broken and contrite. You know, some years ago, I'd been in a meeting and my heart was so broken, so contrite by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the best comforter. And when I say comfort, He softens you. Oh, how I love to be all soft and I can hear God and see what He's doing and do what He does and say what He says. Oh my goodness, how I love living there. And I was so soft. And I sat down on the, on the airplane after the meeting to fly to another city to go preach. This was in the United States and the little screen dropped out of the ceiling in front of me and there was, there was this lovely film, really beautiful film of this lady who and her husband who finds this young man and take him in and he became a famous football player. I think the movie is called The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. And I'm sitting there and watching it and I got so moved to see her love for that precious soul that I'm sitting there weeping and the Lord spoke to me and he said, son, this affection belongs to me. And I felt his jealousy. It's not that the Lord was against that film, but that was not the moment for it. That was not the moment for it. That sweet brokenness, that sweet affection of heart is the kind of sacrifice God is looking for. It's the kind of affection God is looking for in you and me. And I, so to speak, without realizing, was offering it to that film. I was sitting there weeping, seeing that love and compassion being played out for that, for that precious soul. And, and it so moved me that I was weeping. And he said, son, that affection that you're showing now belongs to me. And that's what I want you to learn by the Spirit of Jesus Christ in you, to become wholly affectionate for the love of your Father. And that you can offer to Him that kind of affection. And I know we're emotionally all made a little bit different, but the sacrifices of God 
our broken heart and a contrite spirit and such an offering. He will not deny it. He will not disregard it. When you're able to come into such a place to give that to Him, and often we're only able to find such a place is when we're in a real broken time like David was, when we're confronted with the frailty of our person and we have nowhere else to run away, to cool down or to calm such a, such a deep work of the plow of the Lord in you. But I pray at that moment, when that privilege comes, that you may embrace the cross in such a painful way and you may come into such a brokenness by the help of Jesus and by the work of His Holy Spirit in you and that you're able to offer such sweet affection to the Father and He works such a deep work in you that from then on, that is the depth of your nature. That no matter how Satan pushes you, no matter how sin will tempt you, no matter how this life would try you, no matter what anybody thinks or says about you, true or not true, because there's not one of us here today that hasn't sinned. So true or not true, what they say about you, that that's all that's down in there, that brokenness of the spirit of love in Christ. Oh, Christ's love for the Father was displayed in the spirit by which he offered himself in true affection for the Father. And there was nothing that could separate him from the Father. And that same love, you read Romans 8, Verse 31 through 39, He works in you. Can you hear me today? I really feel the Holy Spirit's talking to us. I really believe the Lord, by His Spirit, is pulling on you. And Jesus said in John 6, 44, Nobody can truly come to me unless the Father draws him, as it is written, they that have learned and heard from the Father come to me. And when you feel right now the Holy Spirit drawing on you and showing you that there may be hardness there expressed in anger and irritation and resentment in withdrawing yourself from other believers judgmentalness against other people's failings and weaknesses when you are not without your own failings and weaknesses and that hardness and the Lord says come on trust me I can break it up for you I bring you into the brokenness that is in me I bring you into the contrition of full surrender to the Father that's in me and you will be so happy when you're free and when your heart is broken and contrite and you can draw near without anything holding you back. No matter what you're surrounded by, no matter what the circumstances are, nobody and nothing can separate you from the love of the Father that you now have through Jesus Christ in you. Amen. Have a good day.